0: Sacred City Life podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean, and this podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday normal rhythms of life. And today I am joined with my assistant, Kevin Noor, Hey, guys. And pastoral resident, Bryson Amix. How's it going? And we are here kind of as a follow-up. Um, we've been talking a lot about creating culture and what does that mean to be culture cultural creators? And there was a question that said, what, what does it look like to create good culture in your missional community? <clears throat> um, that is a great question. And so we are sitting down here and we're going to discuss that. What does it look like? And I will kick it off just because I'm so pumped um, of the culture of my missional community right now most and what's been going on in my missional community. <clears throat> Let me just kind of describe this for you. We've probably multiplied, I don't even know, maybe 18 months ago, something like that, 15 months ago, right before COVID. And so <clears throat> COVID made things obviously really difficult. Right away, we... Uh, I think we we had you know we had like Zoom meetings for the for two or three weeks and then I was like oh no this is terrible we can't do this anymore and then we started meeting in huge parking lots and spreading out you know keeping ten feet away from each other but still at least being able to see each other and stuff slowly that evolved to <clears throat> meeting in the driveway circling up no food just circling up in the drive or people brought their own we brought our own food you mm-hmm. know and we'd eat together um, and it was then <clears throat> that people started coming to our missional community and our missional community one of our goals and one of the first off uh, Jay and Jenny Montgomery host our missional community they both have phenomenal gifts of hospitality Jenny great at making people feel welcome Uh, great host house always you know she's always got what we need whatever she's she's just great right Jay is super um, focused on how people uh, experience uh, the group and people, and so he's always kind of the way I say it. He thinks like an outsider. So when a, somebody get first gets here, he's he's thinking like, how are they feeling? You know, they're gonna they kind of feel weird. They're gonna feel out of place, and so he goes above and beyond to go make them feel welcome. <clears throat> to joke with them he he's the king of the stupid icebreakers to to you know to break the ice in the group anytime mm-hmm. somebody new comes every time somebody new comes to our group we do icebreakers just to start off funny he's loud and, and laughing and it's it's fun and so there's we would call that there's this missional focus when somebody new is there where're intentionally um going above and beyond to make them feel welcome, okay, we and we have a culture in our mission community that makes people feel welcome day one, <clears throat> okay so we're in the driveway, we start having people show up and, um, and we have one person who likes to fight and say offensive things and be dumb and so we had to like call that person out and basically somebody had been with us a while and we just had to call that person out and and it was a person who would, who could literally, when they're in a bad mood or whatever, destroy the culture of RMC. Mm. And so we kind of had to call them out in front of the group just so the group knew we don't condone that behavior. We don't condone what they were saying and how they were acting. Um, and it sucked because they, that person ended up leaving and we didn't want that person to leave and we had invested a lot in them. But we had to... For the sake of the cult, we had to hold our ground for the sake of our culture. If we continued to allow them to say what they were saying and act where they were acting, we were creating a non-missional environment, non-hospitable environment. Okay, so we had to do that. Thankfully, that, that young couple stayed and God kept adding to us, blah, blah, blah. blah. I'm, not, I'm not gonna go into it. Then <clears throat> um, Palmer starts and we get uh, a student from Palmer that comes to our missional community. He's recently saved. Only been a Christian. I'm jumping ahead, man. I could go in so many stories of people coming from religious backgrounds, meeting Jesus, understanding the gospel, getting saved out of their religiosity, out of their older brother tendencies. We've got this. So the culture of my MC... We eat really good food, it's fun, it's loud, um, there's lots of laughter, lots of joking, there's icebreakers when there's new people there, new people are being made welcome. And then, But then when we get into it, whether it's the Bible study, whether it's a curriculum or somebody's story um, <clears throat> or prayer, Jesus shows up. We're sharing evidences of grace, for, so we're training people to see good in their own life, to see God's work in their own life, see God's work in other people's lives. And most people don't know how to do that. And so that's creating a culture of seeing evidence of grace and sharing those evidence of grace with the group. And then when people come in and they hear these things, it's more encouraging for them. And then when we're gospeling people, they're growing and they're being challenged and they're being changed and they're experiencing the love of Jesus in a new, fresh way. It's really moving their heart. And so there's just a, a good, we're helping each other move, We're loving on each other well. When somebody has problems with their kids, they bring it to the group. We're counseling. We're gospeling. The whole deal, okay? Lots of stuff goes outside the missional community that helps create this culture. There's a lot of um, gospel community mission, a lot of life on life, a lot of blessing, a lot of going through all the rhythms together, et cetera. Well, into this group, drops this kid from Palmer. He comes in. He's on fire for Jesus. He's sharing the gospel with anybody who listens at, at Palmer, Okay. He comes to the group and says, hey, there's this kid. There's this guy I'm on mission to. His name is Alexis. You know, because one of the things we do when we pray, we talk about, we we say the names every night of those people that we're on mission to, so we can pray for them. So we start praying for this Alexis guy. We pray for him for a few months. Some more Palmer kids start showing up. And then Alexis eventually shows up. I think Alexis might have showed up right around Christmas. We throw an epic Christmas party. Uh, I've been pretty sure he's there at the Christmas party, have a lot of fun. He's just been hanging out, man. He's been coming, then he starts coming to the Sunday gathering, he's coming to missional community. My friends are having all these conversations with him outside of missional community about the faith. And then we do a little check-in this last week. We're checking in with kind of everybody in our group, see where they're at. And Jay goes to check in with Alexis this week and Alexis is like, kind of surprised but i think i'm a christian <laughs> we're like what he's like like he's like i think i've become a christian i'm 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 a believer and we're like well you know we we want him to tell us the story and he so he tells us the story and then i'm like hey dude do you what do you think about getting baptized he's like yeah i want to get baptized i'm like well we've got a baptism this sunday <laughs> so he goes through the process and you know gets baptized on Sunday and we hear a story and it's just an eloquent story, he shares the gospel. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm, in, I'm sitting down front. First off, my MC, woo, we're like whooping and hollering, you know, during the service and when he's getting baptized and I'm down front, I'm in tears and I look up and I see some other of my couple MCs and they're in tears. Morgan's on stage getting to baptize him and Morgan's in tears. <clears throat> and I just thought that in that moment, every missional community needs to experience this right here. This is, in a sense, this is what it's all about. And there's two things that have to be going on in your missional community. You have to have gospel content. That's the words that we're saying, the truth that's being declared. And you have to have gospel culture. You have to have a culture that is true, beautiful, and good. And when you have gospel content and you have gospel culture, it creates a beautiful community where people flourish, people grow, people grow in their faith, people get saved. And so I just think that's, you know, I just talked for a long time, but that's what I'm thinking. And that's what I was thinking on Sunday when he got baptized. It wasn't me that did it. It wasn't just Morgan that did it. It was the culture of RMC. Morgan shared the faith with him, but then he came into a missional community that actually lived it out that it felt like the gospel. These people are forgiving. They're sharing their deepest, darkest secrets, and they're getting grace, and Jesus is healing horrible wounds in their life, and they're growing, and they're sharing, and they're open. And then last week, we had some older folks that joined us, and as people were sharing, and, and Alexis was sharing, she just said, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I have no idea. People are talking about, you know, the Lord causing them to lay down their control issues and and trusting the Lord and, and, and feeling more free and more um, more loved and more accepted. She's like, I have I've always believed in God, but I have no idea what you're talking about. Hmm. And I was like, that's an example of good gospel culture. Like the third week they're there, they feel free enough in non-judgmental you know environment enough to share that.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking all this Christian mumbo jumbo. I've never experienced any of that. Mm-hmm. And I just got to say, man, that's the holy spirit at work in you. For the first time you're seeing that you that you believe in God and you maybe believe in Jesus, but you don't know what that feels like or how that shapes your life. And so we are here to help you fill in those pieces. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here to help you do. Gospel culture shows us what the Gospel does to lives to relationships and to groups <clears throat> I've never said that before but I like it I think it kind of <laughs> sounded profound
2: put it on the website <laughs> so where does it where does um, creating this good gospel culture start
0: hmm well it start I would say it has to start with the gospel it has to start with the truth right it has to start with scripture scripture shows us what all this stuff is like we didn't create hospitality like we didn't you know the gospel itself shows us that hospitality is a virtue that Jesus became like one of us right mm. and and he served us right to the to his death right That's hospitality. And then obviously we're we're called to hospitality. We're called to serve one another. We're called to love one another. We're called to forgive one another, be kind to one another. All of the one another's, and you can, if you look them up, there's, I think, I don't know if there's a hundred, but there's a bunch. I can't remember. Dozens or a hundred one another's in scripture. And all that's doing is saying this is how the gospel should affect your life Mm. and your culture and your relationships. You know, serve one another. Mm. Give deference to one another. Mm. Put somebody else's needs above your own. That's what the gospel looks like when it hits relationships. The problem is, I think many people separate the gospel from the real stuff of life, Mm. and so the gospel is only Jesus died for your sins, and then they get into the missional community, and that missional community culture is just actually a religious culture Mm. or a right-wing culture or a left-wing culture. It's just the culture is more formed by something else other than the gospel.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. Right. They're not radically welcoming. They talk with insider language without explaining it
1: Mm.
0: to those who are new in the group.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, You know, it's hard, like, even if it's hard to find, like, how do I get involved in this missional community? Is it easy to find? Is it hard to find? Is it open? Is it closed? Mm. You know, like, what does it feel like when we get there? Um, and missional community leaders have to be evaluating, good missional community leaders have to be evaluating their culture every single week. Because mm-hmm. every person that comes changes the culture. Yeah, You get one kind of weird person in your group, it can change the whole culture.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's okay. Sometimes you just have to acknowledge that, you know, like you have to acknowledge somebody's uh, quirkiness or something and and maybe give grace or something. But we're, we're kind of in charge of creating a gospel culture. The gospel sometimes doesn't make sense until a person has experienced the gospel culture that it creates. Mm-hmm.
2: So how would you counsel a leader or a group of leaders maybe multiplied um, without a firm grasp of that culture and are trying to get to that point?
0: Yeah very hard, man. I'm going to tell you, it's almost impossible. This is why I moved to Omaha for mm-hmm. two years to experience gospel culture before I planted this church, right? It's mm-hmm. almost impossible. Can it be done? Absolutely. Because it can be a couple ways you could do it. You can say, you know what, for the next three months, I'll just tell you this, for the next three months, me and my wife, we're going to go to Justin's missional community. And we're going to check it out. We're just going to be there just to f- see what the gospel culture feels like, And then every week, so every week I'm going to my MC and I'm going to Justin's MC and I'm going, oh, we don't do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that. Oh, wow. This feels totally different Mm -hmm. than that. Right. That's one example. Um, it can also just be like going through the one and others in scriptures Mm -hmm. and thinking about, or just thinking about what I'm describing, what, what lacks in my missional community? Mm -hmm. You know, Jeff Vanderstelt calls this gospel fluency, being able to speak the gospel to different aspects of life and community that uh, most people can't see, Mm -hmm. you know? I can, because I've been doing this for so long, I could come one night to your missional community and say, here's three things that you need to work on. Mm -hmm. Like, here's Mm -hmm. three things that aren't happening, you know? And not just me. Most of our elders probably can, and uh, some of our, um, and many of our missional community leaders could probably do that. Mm -hmm. So, um. So there's experiencing it for yourself. You can read about it. You can learn about it. And you can kind of do it, you know, because a lot of it is learning on the go. Sometimes it's like, whoa, what just happened? That felt wrong. That didn't feel right. What just happened? And a lot of it's learning by mistakes, right? What did we do there? We messed up. How did we mess up? Let's repent, own it, and make some changes Mm -hmm. in the future. Because we've had plenty of nights. I've had plenty of nights that were not, Saturated with the gospel culture, Mm. Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, so I don't want to give off any illusions that every night is just 100% gospel centered and gospel saturated.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so is there, um, you mentioned like not being like founded and rooted in the gospel, is that probably the number one way that MCs go wrong, or do you think that there's kind of like generally like, oh, this is usually what happens when an MC is not
0: well. Number one, they're not seeing the implications of the gospel, how the gospel affects everything. Number two, they are a peacemonger.
2: Hmm.
0: A peacemonger wants peace at all costs. Now, true peace, you have to fight for. True peace and oneness, you have to fight for. False peace... You just sit on your hands, you don't want to say anything offensive, somebody says something offense, somebody else says something wrong or offensive or hurtful, and you don't call it out in front of the whole group. You don't I don't mean like, you idiot, you just, but hey, whoa. Do you realize what you just said there was hurtful to people in this room? Like that wasn't that wasn't a kind thing to say, or something like that. A peacemonger just doesn't want anything to feel awkward, wants peace at all cost. And so they, they don't create gospel culture. Gospel culture, you have to draw lines in the sand. You have to say, This is what we're for. Peacemonger lets anybody that joins the group shape the culture hmm. instead of purposefully shaping the culture of the missional community. And that means conflict. You read the New Testament, the New Testament is full of good gospel Christian con- or conflict. Yeah. Jesus had a lot of conflict, Paul had a lot of conflict disciples had a lot of conflict everybody has a lot of conflict and conflict isn't always bad conflict is hold on no no no. we want to disciple discipline come alongside you show you how you're wrong show you how to improve show you how to grow and so creating good culture is also um going nope 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 nope. that's not good that's not good Mm -hmm. what about this right and the MC leaders are the primary ones responsible for that because hopefully they're more gospel fluent than anybody else in the group. They mm-hmm. understand how the gospel affects everything more than anybody else in the group. So I would say one way, obviously, is not to um, to be a little immature in the gospel, not understand how the gospel affects everything. Number two problem would be to be a peacemonger, to not be willing <clears throat> to truly fight for real peace. And that's that real peace is unity in diversity. That we have we have some diverse opinions in here, Mm -hmm. but we're united on we're close-handed and we're united on the things that really matter. Mm -hmm. And we can give grace for those for those other things. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that's what real peace is. False peace is we're just gonna not you know that one person that always says the 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 stupid thing or the hurtful thing or distracts off the conversation or makes it about themselves or does all these or whatever, we're never going to address it. We're just going to let it keep going Mm on, you know, or 25 minutes late every time or never brings food or never shows up to mission night or always wants to introduce some unbiblical concept in the middle of the thing. I,
2: you can't seen it all, huh?
0: I've seen it all, bro. (laughs) I've seen it just about, I've seen it all. Yeah. So you've got to be able to, um, be rooted in your identity and rooted in the gospel enough that you can offend some people if you have to do that and say those hard things and have those difficult Mm. conversations. Um, And and then lastly, I would say, well, maybe this is kind of tied with the second one, is giving people what they want. Mm. Okay? Every person enters into missional community with their idea of the perfect community. The problem is They've never f- experienced perfect community,
1: mm.
0: and they're actually—they've hated the last community they came from. <laughs> so, they've never been in whatever. The, here's the, the idea: is I want this group to be a Bible study. I want this group to be a personal counseling session. I want this group just to be hanging out and having fun and drinking beers. Mm. I want this group to be everybody brings a, their idea into missional community of what they want it to be like. And one of the fastest ways to destroy the culture of your missional community is to give in to all those people's desires, even if they're good, yeah. even if they're good. That um, that's not that you have to stay true to the principles of Sacred City. That we we sometimes we study the Bible, sometimes we throw parties, sometimes we give care and counseling to people, sometimes we go serve the city and be on mission. Sometimes we we're we're a prayer group. So, you know, all, we're sometimes all of those things. Mm. And we have to be all of those things because all of them are part of our calling. But we can't be pigeonholed or isolated into becoming just a Christian worship night or just a Christian Bible study Mm -hmm. or just a party or hangout, Mm -hmm. et cetera. So that could kind of go under the category of being a peacemonger is being a type of leader who allows the people in your community to determine what the group is going to be like.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: When most of them has never experienced gospel community and all they're doing is going off of what they experienced at their last church or whatever.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there a way to divvy that up in a way that allows that person to bring in the the good aspects of culture, of, of a gospel culture, like a, a Bible study isn't always bad, or uh, like there's going to be nights when there is counseling, or there's going to be, like, maybe somebody is, like, super hospitable and, like, just the biggest Enneagram 7, and they can play in the best party. Like, is there a way of divvying that up to, make? Absolutely. That way,
0: yeah, for sure. But the leader's responsibility is making sure that it's all happening.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and mm-hmm. it, you're not the same thing every night, right? You're not just, <clears throat> or or even that you're not hospitable. Like the leader's responsibility is like, how are we going to make this hospitable? Mm-hmm. That's one, like enjo- an enjoyable night. Like this should be an, now. Not every night. Some nights are hard and difficult, but most nights should be fairly enjoyable. Mm-hmm. They should be enjoyable. So yeah, you can totally divvy it up. It's just it's moving away from. The vision of Sacred City, and becoming um, something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like I, I'm pretty happy with what we've done in the past decade, the disciples that we've made, the churches that we've planted, the culture that we've created. I'm happy with the culture of our church right now. We can always grow, and we can always get better, and we can always have greater influence and greater impact, and that's that's the goal. But I, it's a it's not a win for a missional community. To devolve into just a Bible study, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that is that doesn't that's not what our missional communities. That's you know we haven't we didn't get results from that. We got results yeah. from the missional community model that we've had from day one. That's a little bit of all those things mixed mm-hmm. in
2: there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is there after ten years doing this? Is there? any challenges that are specifically unique to like newer MCs that are just multiplied where like culture can be, is it culture lost easier in a freshly multiplied MC or?
0: Okay, for sure. That's, that's always a, it's a dangerous um, scenario because because of the, our society, we are a consumeristic society. So we go to Chick-fil-A. We don't care how, I don't care what you're doing in the back kitchen. Just give me my good chicken. That's all I care about. Oh, Mm. it's so good. Right. Well, many of the time we bring that mentality into church. We want to be served in church, right? I don't care what Justin does on his off day or I don't care what Justin does. All I care about is Justin gives a good sermon. Ooh, that's good. Mm-hmm. We come to missionary community. Oh, I don't really care. I just want good, I want some good food. I want some good prayer time. I want some something that's positive for my life. Blah, blah, blah. Then all of a sudden someone goes, hey man, I think I'd like you to step in to, to be a co-leader or an emerging leader. Well, all of a sudden now I'm like, oh, I'm going to be cooking chicken now. (laughs) Now I got to be leading MC. Mm -hmm. And so many people aren't paying attention to all of the specific ways that Mm -hmm. their MC leader is going about creating a good gospel culture. Mm -hmm. And then they get called into it. And sometimes most of the time, one of our major leadership strategies at sacred city is like, we're going to throw you in the deep end and we're going to make you swim. Because when we throw you in the deep end, you, you have to learn. Right? Mm -hmm. But if I just come up to you, when you're in my mission or community, hey man, I want you to grow in your leadership abilities. I want you to learn how to lead gospel conversations. You're always going to be like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. But then you're just going to sit there and be quiet because you know Justin's going to say it. Justin's going to lead. Justin will tell him what to do. Justin will give counseling. But when I send you out, Justin ain't there. Mm -hmm. So now you have to do it. So there is always greater danger in now going, oh crap, how did Justin do that? Oh, I never realized that I never realized you know how they made that meal schedule. Mm-hmm. I never realized how Justin talked about mission night to get everyone there at mission night. How did Justin do that? We only have two people showing up to mission night right and I'm just using myself as an example, but mm-hmm. my missional community leader period how did how did he handle that when we had that issue with that 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 marriage tr- crisis with that couple
1: mm-hmm.
0: so yes, <clears throat> it's always. It's, it's you get both opportunities. So it's like is this a great challenge or is this a great opportunity? The question is, or I mean the answer is yes. <laughs> it could go really poorly here because you weren't trained enough, you didn't pick up enough of the DNA to really cre- recreate that gospel culture in your new missional community or it could go really well because now it's forcing you to get serious about it, to you to do what your MC leader did, to go back and ask questions. How do you do this? That's why we have huddles. So that MC leaders can sit in an MC with an elder once a month and go, guys, we're having this problem. How would you handle this? And the elders can kind of give them some advice on how to create that gospel culture in their missional community.
2: Is there a balance? Uh, Even is there a category for intentionally teaching, like talking through this is what the culture is supposed to look like. We're supposed to be hospitable. Or is it more um, helpful just to chuck folks into the deep ends?
0: It's both and. Okay. Because I can't tell you how many times I go, is your missional community hospitable? Yeah, for sure it is. And then I go, I'm like, this MC's terrible. Hmm. You are not hospitable at all. I'm like, what do I mean by hospitable? When new people show up, does the whole group introduce themselves? Mm. Do people ask them immediately, who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? What's going on? Like welcoming in. Do you explain what's going on in the night? We're going to eat and then we're going to pray and then we're going to do a little thing. This is what's going on right now. You explain. This is a missional community. This is what we do. This is who we are. We are a missional community gathering. We meet together out throughout the week. When new people show up, do you explain what you do, mm. right? Who you are, et cetera. Is there enough food? If there is not enough food, your group is not being hospitable. Is there good food? If it's not good food, your group is not being hospitable. Is there drinks? Is there good drinks? If there's not, your group is not being hospitable. Is there whatever, dessert? Is there enough utensils? Is there Mm. enough seating? Is there... You know, I could I could go, are people having good conversations? Is it enjoyable? Do people come back? That's always a good question because if people, you know, like even unbelievers come back to a good missional community because it's just so freaking enjoyable. People are opening up their life. They're eating good food. They're having good conversation. Um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So those are just some things literally off the top of my head that I would say with hospit I could teach on hospitality and you know and maybe it just means I I need to drill down in some of those things you know cuz mm-hmm. my mom is super hospitable my mom is the the one of the you know great cooks of our church and <clears throat> makes meals for 180 all the time makes meals for nearly every person that has a baby she's a phenomenal cook and it's always more you know mm-hmm. it's always there's always leftovers people always want to take stuff home And it's about making people feel comfortable in the home, making them feel special, making them feel important. Like we really value that you're here, you know? Mm -hmm. So all of that goes into hospitality. Now, I've never actually, I don't think I've ever actually taught on that, but it's one of those things that most culture is caught, Mm -hmm. not taught. Mm -hmm. So you just go to MC. let here, let me, maybe... Give a little asterisk to that. You go to MC and it's like first few times, like wow, this good food must just fall out of the heavens, you know. And so you get people that you know they never bring anything, right? And yeah, we just want to bless them. We want to bless them. But then if if I find out this person's a Christian and this person is like, you know, financially can afford it and stuff, after a few weeks or maybe a month or maybe a couple months, I'm gonna go, hey, bro, you know, we'd appreciate you if you start bringing some stuff, man. Bringing some stuff added to it or maybe I'll say it in the whole group, hey, we really want this to be a hospitable environment. So we want to make sure every single person is bringing something to missional community to share. It's one way that we can live out our identity as servants that we can serve one another. Now listen, if you're fi- if you are in a financial difficult spot, just let me know. No big deal. I get it. But hey, if you want to bring that half-eaten bag of Cheetos, bring it, you know? Bring it. That's at least it's something to share, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we're just being selfish and we're just like, oh, I'm just going to show up and just eat good food and I'm not going to bring anything. Well, that is that is actually a selfish culture. That's not a gospel culture. I want to drive that mentality out of my missional community. Mm. Yeah. Right? Mm. That's good. So it's both caught and taught
1: mm.
0: in those scenarios. Mm. So, creating gospel culture, I said, first thing is not understanding the far-reaching implications of the gospel. <clears throat> second one is being a peacemonger. Um third one kind of went underneath that, and it was um, letting, giving the people what they want, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Um, giving them what they want. <clears throat> Um and then um let me think if there's anything else on the top of my head about creating a good gospel culture. Um That's that's the three off the top of my head. Mm-hmm.
2: So for the MC that has poor gospel culture right now and like they you know they, you shared the story of your MC um and you know there's an MC leader who's like, uh, "I would love to have that happen." We're not anywhere close to that right now. Uh-huh. Is it? And then say like, "We are. We're solid on the gospel." Um, okay.
0: No. Nope, pause. Those two things are impossible. Okay, okay. I mean, those two things are impossible. If you're solid on the gospel, then you will be understanding its implications the way it affects your life. Faith without works is dead. That's that's what that means.
2: So you would say that if that's not happening in your MC, or at least God's not working in some way, kind of like that, your MC is not solid in the gospel.
0: Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> it's not. Um, gospel content creates gospel culture. So, I could be applying the gospel. To something our, my, my missional community doesn't need.
1: Mm.
0: And then avoiding applying the gospel to something my missional community does need. Okay? Let me give it a really stark example. If my missional community is all dyed in the wool Republicans, okay? I could be proclaiming the gospel to my missional community. And applying it to all the dangers of liberalism, all the dangers of secularism, all the dangers of, you know, all the left, uh, you know, monsters, demons, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> but never applying the gospel to conservative idols.
1: Mm.
0: Okay? The idols of family, the idols of individual liberty, the invi- the idols of... Um, Financial security, possibly even, or, or socioeconomic background, whatever, right? Yeah. And so, I so like, I could be applying the gospel in a way that actually isn't creating a gospel culture because I'm only doing—it's like Jesus, you know? Jesus, he preached the gospel to—like, he, he preached this gospel, but then he's willing to, like, call out Peter and, and like, not just let Peter— Sin, in his own way. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. he's not like Peter's not like the Pharisees, Mm -hmm. but Peter's like Peter. Peter sins in his own way, and so he applies the gospel to Peter, right? Very Mm -hmm. specific way. Now he could have just been preaching to the Pharisees, and Peter's like, yeah, heck yeah, heck yeah, those guys are terrible. Yeah, but that's not what Jesus does. Jesus goes at the idols of all our hearts, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, in a missional community setting we have to be applying the gospel to whatever issues are coming up, you know? And so we have to be aware of our own blind spots. We have to be aware of, you know, and, and again, I use the, they're all Republican. The same thing could go on the left, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just using that as a very stark and easy mm-hmm. example. yeah. You know, and I think that's one of the problems with our society right now and even churches, Churches are choosing, am I a rep- Republican church or am I a Democrat church, mm. you know? Am I, um, am I, you know, like, second amendment, let's focus on the amendment, let's focus on the Constitution, let's focus on individual liberties, or am I, let's focus on woke ideology, let's focus on racial oppression, let's focus on gender fluid, let's focus on all that. And churches are choosing. And... The, some of the stuff most of them are saying isn't necessarily wrong. They're just applying the gospel to the people on the other side of the aisle and not pl- applying the gospel to themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I think that's that's when a missional community um, becomes... We talked about being uh, united in diversity, right? And that's when we just become united in diversity. And whatever the opposite of diversity is, mm-hmm. we're just all, we're the same way. You know, we're not, we're not diverse and united around the gospel. We're just all Republicans or we're just all Democrats. We're just all Pharisees. We're just all prostitutes. We're just all tax collectors. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not having a community that's actually centered on the gospel where the gospel is being applied in the same way to all the idols mm-hmm. in the group. Mm-hmm. So if you've got you got a group that idols the family, you're never going to call anybody out, like like on their on stuff with their kids. Maybe their kids' sports are on their life. Maybe their kid maybe they bring all their kids to missional community, and nothing can get done in missional community because the kids are running haywire and running wild. Well, if you idle if everybody in that group idles the family, nobody's going to call that call that out, mm-hmm. and that can destroy a gospel community. Mm-hmm. Showing up at gospel community and kids are running wild. That is not enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Now it's different. If it's Fourth of July, you know, it's a different uh, fun fun night or whatever. But not for a normal. That's what I
2: even like thinking back because we multiplied out of you all, and even thinking back to being an MC with you, even even in calling out or gospeling or whatever, there was even a sense of like hospitality in that. I can recall because even thinking through different people that would come each week, they would. there was like a comfortability that they had where usually they didn't chime in anything helpful, but they were speaking into some sort of situation in a way where they felt comfortable in the environment and in the family to do so. And it was, mm-hmm. yeah, and
0: I just because always think of that. In gospel ministry, every member matters, mm. right? We know that. Mm. 1 Corinthians twelve, uh, Ephesians, f- whatever four or five somewhere around there. Uh, every member matters, and so they might say something that's not helpful. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I'm as a leader, I'm gonna. If it wasn't helpful, I'll say, "Hey, that wasn't that wasn't helpful." Or I'm gonna redirect the conversation or whatever. Yeah. But we want that, they. Sometimes they blow us away, and they say something really helpful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: But there's a culture there that says every member matters. Every members matter. Member mm-hmm. members every. Say that fast. Every member matters. Uh, and so what we do a lot of times, if you got two or three people that are always talking, we'll specifically go, and I'm just going to make up a name here, but like, you know, Janice, what do you think about that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: To get her to open up and share her opinion.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, Jason, what do you think about that? You know, we want them to know they matter. Or we'll say, hey, man, Jason. Jason how are things going, bro? How are things going? I, I know you shared a couple weeks ago that had you know, that tough job thing going on. How are things? Before we get into th- tonight, we just want to know, how, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Right? We're just showing them that we value them and we want to know them and we want to hear them and then we're going to give them not advice first, but we're going to give them gospel. Yeah. Um, when they answer. And people, when people share and they receive good news, that's what gospel is, good news. When people share and they receive good news, guess what? They share again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bottom line: if people re- if people share and they receive advice, they might share again, they might not. If people share and they receive bad news, they won't share again. Yeah. So we promote people sharing by giving them good news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when the person shares about, I don't feel like you guys at all. I have no idea what you're talking about. You, basically, she's saying, you guys have gospel fruit and you have this intimacy in your relationship with Christ. I don't know anything about that. I could have in that moment go, well, you want, you want to know about that? Let me lead you to Jesus right now. Yeah. Or I could have said, man, that really grieves me that you don't know Jesus. It really grieves me you don't know Christ in that intimate way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Both of those things are kind of like either advice or bad news. Mm-hmm. Instead of going, you know what? I'm encouraged by that mm-hmm. because the Holy Spirit has opened your eyes to see that you're missing something. Mm. Yeah. That's the first step yeah. to believe in the gospel and to growing in the gospel of grace. And you know yeah. what? And, and I said this, God, the Holy Spirit has opened your eyes. And two, number two, you're here. Three weeks in a row, you're here. Guess what? This is a great place to learn about those things, to experience those things. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Spirit's got you here. It's literally like, just keep coming. Just keep coming, and you're gonna experience what they experience. Yeah, you know you're gonna get there. So, but people, when they share, they've got to get good news.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you're if your missional community consistently shares good news week in and week out, I don't, I'm not saying you won't mess up and you won't have mistakes, but consistently gets back on the horse and shares good news, good news, good news, good news, good news. Good news your missional community will grow. People will be sanctified, people will glorify Jesus, people will grow, it will be enjoyable, and it'll multiply.
1: Mm.
0: Gospel fruit will be produced. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
2: Is that it? Probably not. <laughs> but.
0: All right, that's it. Uh, How to create gospel culture in your missional community. Um, I really hope, I know as the pastor, as the lead pastor of Sacred City, I really hope, my desire, all the elders here, our desire is for every missional community to to have a gospel culture. And we're always, you know, start off weaker, and we want to grow, and so... I pray that, that your missional community does have gospel culture. If you're an MC leader, I pray that you are encouraged by this, but also challenged to um, create that gospel culture. You know, beg the Holy Spirit to show you what your MC needs and how to address it, how to step into it and, um, and create that gospel culture in your missional community. All right, guys, hope this was helpful. We love you. I will talk to you soon. You can always email, email me, Justin Dean justindeansacredcitychurch.com.